Hello and welcome to the Motivated Mess podcast. I am your host, Megan Coleman, just your everyday girl out to try new things in life. This podcast is all about helping those like myself who are full of motivation, ideas and dreams, declutter the mess and take meaningful actions towards fulfilling those dreams and living our best lives. I truly believe we all have a life purpose and I wake up every day determined to fulfill mine because I was never satisfied with feeling content and thinking, surely there's more to life than this. No, I wasn't born with some magical gene that makes me happier than the next person. I make a conscious decision each and every day, as hard as it can be sometimes, to be this way because I believe that whatever I can dream, I can achieve. But I know I cannot achieve anything with a negative mindset or by doing nothing. I'm hoping to build a community of like-minded souls who, like me, recognize our passions are way too important to be relegated to the sidelines of our lives and want to break out of the habit of saying, maybe one day. Knowledge is power, but only if it's shared. So let's hear from experts in their field, learn a whole bunch of stuff and put actionable steps together to reach our dreams. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Motivated Mess podcast. This is my first podcast recording of 2021 and my first for quite a little while now. Um, So I hope everybody had a wonderful New Year's and Christmas with your families and you've done all of the awesome goal setting stuff that we do at the start of the year, each year. I know I am a big goal setter or New Year's goal setter and I actually really sort of like that time because I feel even though, you know, you're supposed to be doing all of the things over the year. I think actually Christmas and around the New Year's time is a really nice time to sort of wind things down um, and then reset for the new year and make some nice life goals for yourself and and feel like you're sort of starting afresh. So um, I haven't done a podcast for a little while now and I will tell everybody why shortly. Um, so basically at the end of last year um, I was – really struggling with my Crohn's disease um, and I was going to appointment after appointment and basically instead of doing my surgery sort of mid-December-ish when it was supposed to be, they brought it forward about a month So, or actually probably three weeks. So um, basically I got squeezed in. I did it at Monday on a Monday night at 5 o'clock in the evening was my admittance time. Um, and yeah, from there it was all sort of happened all really, really quick. And, uh, it was a really horrible recovery, um, both physically and mentally. And so, yeah, I just wanted to give everybody an update, um, as to where I am at now and really just reach out to anybody that's struggling with a chronic illness or otherwise, you know, there's other things that sort of hold people back and just, after everything that I've been through the last probably two months um, and really realising that I can't push myself mentally more than my body will physically let me. So I had all of these awesome ambitions as to what I was going to do with my recovery time off um, and even sort of took my laptop into hospital with me because I thought, yes, like, you know, I don't have to worry about um, work. I've got this time off and I can, you know, reach out to all these people and interview people for my podcast and I can get my accessories and stuff running. I have a new business venture that I'm working on. I thought, yes, I can smash this all out. And so it's fair to say, well, it's absolutely correct to say that none of that got done. Um, so it sucked and it was really hard and I'm not going to beat myself up now because I went through hell and back mentally to recover. Um, but I think it is a timely reminder, especially as we go to ramp up 
um, this end of or the, the beginning of the year with everything that we want to do um, that actually it's okay if you can't do th- certain things. It's okay if it's all a little bit overwhelming and you don't want to do anything um, and you, that's okay with you. So basically I went into surgery, like I said, on the Monday night and on, so I was a write-off, complete write-off Monday night. Um, I didn't feel too bad. I didn't really need much pain medication. Um, even the nurse sort of said, like, she said, oh, you must have a really high pain tolerance. And I thought, well, actually, I feel pretty good. Um, so got through the night fine. I um, didn't really sleep at all, but, you know, having a catheter in and being hooked up to a bazillion machines in the critical care unit is not overly comfortable. And because I'm so tall, I don't actually fit in the beds either. So um, that was a bit of an issue. But then basically Tuesday came around and they asked me if I felt okay to walk and I actually did. And when I had my bowel resection last time, just five years ago, um, I wasn't walking for like a week. So I thought, oh my God, I'm going to absolutely annihilate this recovery. I'm going to be so good. It's going to be amazing. And I'm going to be out of here in a couple of days. So Tuesday went all okay. I was in a relative amount of pain by then, but nothing I sort of couldn't handle um, with a little bit of pain relief. That was fine. Um, Tuesday night wasn't great um, either, and then came around Wednesday, I spiked a insane fever. Um, I don't remember a lot of it, um, but my specialist sort of came in and they rushed me back into the critical care unit. Um, it got to so bad to the point my fever was well and truly above 40 degrees that all of the IVs they tried to put um, into my veins to pump me full of antibiotics and good things, um, none of the things were sticking on because I, I just kept sweating. So that was pretty awful. And then the sort of pain took over from there. Um, and I spent the next three nights in the critical care unit. So, um, that was so sucky. Um, because you have basically somebody watching you 24 seven and while obviously it's comforting, um, it's still, it's sort of like, Oh my God, like I can't move. I can't do anything. This person's sitting there staring at me the whole time, making sure I'm not dying. Um, so basically, yeah, that was my sort of first what five days um the surgery is well the procedure itself went pretty well um they found endometriosis as well as um active Crohn's flare um and a bit of eroded bowel as well so that all got taken out along with a bunch of lesions all through my intestines so um the pain when I woke up was purely surgical pain it was the pain I was experiencing beforehand had completely gone so it made me feel a little bit more optimistic but then obviously the next few preceding days happened um and then after that they moved me into the ward and I again had all these great intentions of I am going to do all of these things um I've got all of this free time mentally I didn't feel too bad um but then basically as soon as I went to pick up anything or do any sort of project my mind just got completely overwhelmed and I felt really, really anxious. And I thought, oh my God, like I'm absolutely going to lose the plot here. And then I decided, well, today is obviously not the day that I need to start things or that I want to start things. So I'll put Brooklyn Nine-Nine back on and watch it for the 7,000th time. Um, but then the next day I would roll around and again, I would attempt to try and do things and it just got so overwhelming for me. And I thought, no, I just, I just can't do it. Um, and I was getting really frustrated with myself because I thought, oh, like you're sitting here doing nothing. Like you can be doing things that are more productive than just laying in a bed like a sick person. So it was really hard to switch off and to try and move into that recovery mode, I suppose, in thinking to myself, you know what, you've had major surgery, you've had 
three months of absolute hell with your health moving up to this in which time you've done, you know, obviously you've kept working the whole time, um, you've kept the podcast up the whole time, you've looked after two girls the whole time um, and tried to sort of keep your household running. And I think it just got to the point where everything was just so exhausting and even though, yes, I was obviously recovering from surgery but it was just the fact that my body had the time and the mental space to actually just switch off and just stop. And that's really all my mind wanted to do was just nothing or, you know, just sort of blindly stare at Brooklyn Nine-Nine on Netflix on my iPad for hours and hours and hours and sort of scrolling through Instagram and um, getting through all of the stories for the day. So I really had to let go and just realize that, okay, I can't do anything else. I'm not going to do anything else productive. So this is just what it is. And the second that I did that and gave myself a little bit of a break, I felt mentally obviously a lot better. Um, And even physically, things sort of started to happen, which were a lot better. I post, I was three weeks post-op for my first checkup. Um, So after 10 days, I got discharged from the hospital, um, went home, and obviously Daniel was working full-time still um, and we had the kids. Um, and so my amazing mother um, did basically everything, which was just I'm so thankful and grateful for her. Um, if she wasn't available and around to do things, well, not even just available, just willing to do all of the things just to help us out those first couple of weeks, I don't know what I would have done. Um, so thank you, Mum. Um so yeah, post-op, um, my first appointment didn't really go very well. I had to go into town um, to go and see my uh, colorectal surgeon and basically he sent me straight to the Ashford Hospital and said, no, you've got a hernia, you need to go and have an ultrasound um, and basically prepped me for the fact that I would be going for surgery again to have a hernia, uh, I don't know, removed, fixed, whatever, taken care of. Um, so I went to I had a complete meltdown in the car. I basically cried the whole way from town through uh, across to the hospital and got there and I was just in absolute agony um, by this point. So part of me was like, oh, you know what, at least I'm going to be knocked out soon and I'm not going to be in pain. Um, but the other part of me was just like, Jesus, I've just fought like tooth and nail to get through this surgery last time. So Anyway, it was all it was all fine. It turned out that there were just pockets of fluid um, on all of the cuts that I had, so that was what was causing me the pain, what was causing my big scar to keep um, leaking. So after that terrible post-op, um, I had another post-op at four weeks, and that went a lot better. I started to feel a lot better, um, and I decided to sort of come back to work a little bit. Um, working from home for the majority um, is obviously amazing. So I can um, sort of stroll into my office and and do things as best I can. And I am incredibly lucky to have a job that I do in a supportive um, work environment that I've got. Uh, My team are absolutely amazing and absolute superstars. And I couldn't be more thankful for how they supported me during this time. Um, It's our busiest time of the year. And basically I was written off. um, So everybody picked up the slack and they're just friggin' incredible. Um, So then, yeah, Christmas rolled around and I was actually doing okay. Uh, And then I caught some sort of bug. Um, I don't know what the hell it was, but I spent 
um, basically from Christmas Eve, really, really, really unwell. Um, I was really nauseous. I was aching. I had a fever. I was like, oh my God, like don't tell me I've got another bloody infection. Um, I'm, I'm still on antibiotics. So I have to be on them for three months actually um, post my surgery. So still going through them. Anyway, throughout most of Christmas Day, um, one happened to be all over my uh, sister-in-law's driveway because I couldn't make it to the bathroom. So it so was Jess. Um, but yeah, I was just so, so, so unwell and basically spent the next few days in, uh, in bed, just either vomiting or sweating. Um, I couldn't eat, had absolutely no appetite. Um, I went to the doctors and like, um, basically I had to have a blood test. Um, and then I had the joys of having to do a fecal test as well, just to make sure there was nothing, you know, no bugs or nasty stuff in my stomach. So got all that back, got all through that and managed to sort of just before New Year's, um, you know, really, I guess, turn a point where it was the first time in probably six months that I felt really, really good um, or more like myself anyway. So I had more energy. Uh, my body aches had stopped. I had my surgical pain is basically nothing now. Um, my stomach is still really, really unsettled and I have to be really careful about what I eat. But look, if that's the worst thing, then, you know, I can definitely deal with that. So then we went away um, just before New Year's, just up to the river, which was amazing to spend time with my family um, and my friends. It's The river for me is sort of like a really relaxing and sort of happy place and um, the girls just absolutely loved it. So it was just amazing just to be up there, you know, in the, I guess, clean air of the riverside, um, just spending time with just amazingly beautiful people. Um, but then basically after that, I just started to completely feel like myself and I was just so ready to get back into it. And I couldn't wait to, you know, get back into starting, um, starting work and, you know, picking up my projects. And I really felt ready, um, for the first time in so long. And I'm really frustrated with myself that I wasn't a lot more gentler with myself in the earlier days. You know, I didn't really need to put all the pressure that I did on myself, um, but stupidly, and you know, that's just very true to my nature. I, um, I expect a lot of myself. And so I thought, no, I should be able to do all these things and I can't do it. And I'm a failure and I'm all of these things. So, um, this whole thing has been very much a mental battle for me as much as it has been a physical one. So, um, anybody who is going through anything similar or has been through things, um, similarly, or, you know, you're struggling with anything, I think, Forcing, obviously, you need to be motivated. You need to push yourself to do things. But there is a point where you really realize that, you know what, you just can't do it and that's okay. You know, you don't have to be on, you know, every second of every day doing things. It's fine just to take, you know, a couple of hours out. Shit, I mean, take a whole weekend, you know, whatever you need to do just to do, you know, things that you love, things that really relax your mind and things that will bring you sort of your anxiety levels down as much as possible so that when you are 100% the time's passed where your mind's just too busy to do things that you are actually going to be fine and you're going to be so excited to pick up and to move on from where you started um, or pick up where you left off, I suppose, um, and keep going on with your projects. So um, as of this morning, so it's the first um, Monday in January, so I've um, probably done what a lot of people have done and, you know, going back to work this week and really focused on my healthy eating. I got up early, super early this morning and did my uh, miracle morning practice, which is just the best thing ever. Um, and it just feels nice to, even though it's only 10 minutes of yoga is sort of about all I can really, um, get through, but you know, it was just nice to sort of move my body and, and sort of feel really good. And, um, sort of getting later on in the afternoon now and I'm struggling a little bit, but 
given where I've come, I just kind of believe I feel as good as I do. So I'm really, really excited. So yes, life update, um, a little bit of a pep talk. Um, and yeah, anyone that is going through this sort of mental battle, please feel free to um, either email me or uh, message me on Instagram, um, whatever, just reach out because it really helps. I find having people that have been through something similar and not even just to give you advice, really just to be a sounding board or just for someone you can whinge to, because I feel like I drove my family and my friends absolutely insane. Um, in the whole time I was off, I would ring them in tears. I would ring them, you know, angry. I would very rarely ring them with sort of like, Oh, Hey, just so you know what's going on. It was, you know, just really awful. And then I felt like a burden (laughs) unlocked like a whole other thing. So anyway, just be kind to yourself. Even if you're not going through anything, you're just struggling a little bit. You know what? Just take some time, do some meditation, watch some trashy TV, just do what you need to do, whatever it is that clears your mind and makes you feel better. And then, you know, you'll, you'll know when you're ready to pick up again and, and sort of move on. So, you know, these peaks and troughs of life are, are good to go through because then when you get some downtime and you're going crazy, you really do appreciate the times where you're like, okay, you know what? No, I can just sit back and, and do nothing here. Or I can just take this afternoon and have a little nap and then watch my favorite TV show or, or do something like that. So self-care, self-care is very, very important. I'm going to practice what I preach. So yes, life update, um, a little, I guess, pep talk and yeah. I cannot wait to get this podcast started again. I have some amazing interviews coming up this year. So keep an eye out and I'll keep everybody posted when we go live with the next episode. Love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. I'm super grateful for you. If you like the show and you want to keep in touch, head over to themotivatedmess.com and subscribe or hit me up on Instagram at themotivatedmess so we can connect. You can also join our Facebook group where I'll be putting up who the guests are each week so you can submit questions and be part of the conversation or suggest topics and also other guests you'd like to hear from. I'm sending you love, happiness and great vibes and I cannot wait to connect. Speak soon.